get started on the review of uh, Yudalid. We're talking about what these 18 enactments were, and the, basically the list of the 18 enactments was um, basically a b- group of things that Pasal Truma, if a person eats a Rishon or eats a Shani, then he is sub, then he becomes what he eats basically to a degree that he will make to, Truma not fit to be eaten. If he drinks a drink that's Tame, that's also the case. If he takes a shower, that's the case. And a Torah where um, his head is, most of his body runs in the shower of r- drawn water, it's also a Sefer Torah or any Sefer Tanakh is also makes a person Tame. If hands that weren't washed is also Tame and Tvilyom, um, the day that he went to the mikvah um, for any impurity that's also um, unfit to touch truma, to eat truma, and ruins the truma, and also, and also um, the um, basically that's um, what else do we say? Tvilyom, and then food and kalim that became tamei b'mashkin. Those are the list. So the question is, who is the Tana? That says that when you're ochel ochel rishon, oh you, nobody can hear me. Thank you for letting me know that. One second, let me set the settings. Okay, is this better? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yes or no? Okay, it was on because it, it, the uh, it must have shut off. I guess I I also put myself on mute. Okay, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, but it's not being recorded on here. It's being recorded on my phone. So, okay, sorry for the glitches. All right. So the question of the Gemara is: Who is the Tana that says that when you eat a Rishon or a Shani, that you become puzzle, but you don't really become tummy? Even though, so that's the Gemara's question. The Gemara says it's Rabbi Yeshua because it's actually Machlokas, Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yezer says, when you eat a Rishon, you become a Rishon. When you eat a Shani, you become a Shani. When you eat a Shlishi, you become a Shlishi. Basically, you become whatever you eat. That's Shitas Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yeshua says that when you eat a Rishon or a Shani, you're going to be just a Shani. When you eat a Shlishi, you are a Shani for Kodesh, but not for Truma. And we're talking about what you're eating is chulim that's naswal tyrus atruma, which is basically where a person training himself to keep the stringency, the tuma level, the, the sensitivity for tuma as uh, as if it's truma. So um, the question is, what's the reason for this gzera? We're basically going through all these 18 gzeras and want to understand the reason behind it. Why did they establish this gzera? That's the question. So the Gemara explains that the reason why they established this gzera is uh, because um, sometimes a person might eat food that is actually tame, and he'll drink a drink that's truma. So by de- so when you do that, the drink that's truma will touch the food. Really, when you eat food, it doesn't affect you because food can't make a person tame. But if we say that it doesn't affect you, then you'll eat a tame food and you'll wash it down with a truma drink. And that's the problem if you don't you didn't quite swallow it or you you drink before you before you swallowed it, so that will render the that uh, drink tummy and that's the problem. Okay, so that's the concern. What the say? So the question is is that when drinking a drink that's uh, tummy also makes you tummy. Now why would the garabana make a on that? 
Okay, I'm not sure who that's on the phone, but if you can shut off the sound sandor, that would be helpful. Okay. Um, and uh, basically, um, all right, anyway, so that's the Gemara's question. Okay. Um, and uh, basically, we're here on Yudalit Amun Aleph at the next thing, the drinking of a drink that's tummy. So why do the rabbis make a on that? Of tuma, because sometimes a person will drink a drink that's tame and they'll take food after it. Okay. Okay. Um, Sandra, do you know how to mute, mute your phone? No, it's not on mute. We're hearing everything. Now it is. Okay. Better? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think... There's an echo? Uh, I think it's okay now. I don't hear anything. Okay. If you don't hear me, let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um... All right, so let's continue. So basically, um, the question is, what's the shot in the second Xera? The answer is, is that you might think that, uh, that it's more common to have eaten food that's tamay and then you afterwards take a drink that's truma, and that might be more common than the reverse, where you're, drink, where you're uh, drinking and then you'll have food afterwards um, uh, with the drink that's tamay, and because that, usually you wash down your food with a drink, not the other way around. But uh, so that's why you might think there would be no reason for them to make that xera, that they made xera on that as well. Okay. Next, uh, we said that if somebody is in a uh, it go, is in drawn water, it makes him tummy. Why would the rabbis make xera? What's wrong with drawn water? It doesn't make you tummy. So the Gemara explains that there was a history behind this halacha. What happened was is that people used to um, go to a mikvah in a putrid smelling kosher mikvah it just didn't smell good and uh afterwards they just felt like they needed a shower and it basically became the custom that everybody after going to the mikvah takes a shower and they started realize and then it became like that oh well that's just what you do the problem with that is is that then they get to confused what is the main thing so uh first we thought that they they were still particular about both but the concern really is that they'll just say, you know what, I don't have enough time to do the smelly one, I'll just take the shower to purify myself. And unfortunately, the shower was not what purifies you, it's the mikvah that purifies you, so therefore they said, if you take a shower afterwards, you become tame. you're obviously going to go to the mikvah, and um, and not, and uh, and that's the, and you won't take the shower. So that's the answer. Now the reason why they had to make xera that if water that's that's drawn goes on you also, makes you tummy is because without one gzera, the other one doesn't work either. So you have to make it a package deal. And that was the story with that. Um, um, next we talked about is the Sifre uh, Tanakh. Sifre Kodesh, any of the holy writings, uh, they also convey tummy. The question is, why should they be tummy? There's no reason. So the Gemara explains there is a, 
uh, a goal that the Chacham were trying to accomplish. They said the people used to do is they would keep with, together with their Sifri Kodesh, they would put their food that is Truma, because they figured Kodesh goes with Kodesh. And the problem is, is that unfortunately um, the, the rats and mice didn't uh, know that it was Kodesh and they would eat it. And then they would nibble on the Sifri Torah and ruin it, Sifri Kodesh. So therefore they said the Sifri Torah's tummy. Nobody's going to put food that's Kodesh there. Nobody's going to put any food there. And therefore, basically, um, the Sifre Kodesh will be um, safe from the mice and rats. So that was the story with that. Next thing we talked about is hands. How do you know that hands, uh, Why do? Where, where's the source that hands should be our tummy? So the answer is that people aren't careful where their hands go. They're busy. They do things and they touch things without any realization. And... Um, and that's the story. We did see that hands that touch the sefer also become puzzle for truma, and that's uh, what Rabbi Parnach said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that if you hold the sefer Torah directly with your hand, then you'll be buried naked. So the Gemara says not exactly true, because of course you're not going to be buried naked, but really what it is saying is that uh, you will be naked from that mitzvah. Because now, question is, what was first? Our hands are tummy in general? Or your hands become tummy if they touch the safer, um, the parchment. So the Gemara says, obviously the parchment one had to be a prior xera because otherwise it would have been included in the other one. So that's what the Gemara said. We're on your Daladam and Beis in our review now. Okay, next one we talked about Tul Yom. We said that if somebody went to the mikvah that day, so they're also, if they eat truma, they're possible from eating truma. It puzzles the truma if they touch the truma. Question is, is that that's a tin Torah. That's nothing to do with Rav... Uh, with Beisham and Beisilol at all. It's a pasuk that says, which means until nightfall, you're not yet tahor. So it's full yom is tummy in a sense. So the Gemara says, obviously, um, you're right, it is from the Torah, and you have to take full yom out of the list of the 18. It's not part of the list. Uh, somebody who eats, um, um, okay, um, food that became tummy bimashkin. So the question is, the, we said that that also renders, you know, is also on the list. So the question is, which liquids are we talking about that rendered the food unfit? If it's talking about real mashkin that came in contact, liquids, that, mashkin is liquids, liquids that came in contact with the sherets. So uh, that's a dintora, that's midoraisa. Um, and that's because, and that the pasuk says, so obviously, it was talking about mashkin that are uh, that came in contact with hands that weren't washed, and uh, the so we have a gzera that if we allow any that that mashke touches the food, it also renders it unfit um, because you it's a gzera of the real mashke that's actually tummy that would make the food unfit, even though the tuma on the hands aren't real tuma, so the water that touches the hands is again not real tummy but nevertheless it's a xera and that that was the that was the decree one of the 18 decrees next was the list was uh the kalim the vessels that became tummy with a liquid well what kind of liquid made these kalim tummy if we're talking about a mashka of a zav the liquid of the bodily fluids of a person who has a bodily emission so uh right like the urine or the saliva so that's a din torah so it's a learned the, the spit of a of a zav 
um, is metame. Anyway, it's a pasuk. So the Gemara says we're obviously talking about mashke that came from a sheretz, and it's a gzera that if we allow that mashke, you'll come to allow this mashke, even though really the mashke of a sheretz is not enough to be metame kelim. That's regular Thomas Ochlin and Ochel can't be metame akli. Uh, the only thing that can be metame akli is a, like an avatuma. So the zavs spit or saliva or urine is an avatuma that's able to make the kalim tame. But since it's also a mashke, so we so another tame mashke also is going to have the same din, and that's also part of the gzera of the tamide shame vihilo. So the Gemara then went on to the question. It says that the Adayim, is that really coming from Talmidei Shammai and Hillel? Uh, the Sham, um, it, it came from Shammai and Hillel themselves. And we brought down the Brisa, interesting Brisa, that Yosef ben Yoezer, Yitzreid, and Yosef ben Yochan, who were the first pair of Zugos. Those that historically, there was uh, after Shimon HaTzadik died, so he had a Talmud, Antignosh Isocho. After he died, he was taken over by a pair. It wasn't one individual, it was a group. Two people together. It's like one was the Nasi, the other one was the Abedzin. Anyway, so they they were the pairs. Anyway, so um, the two of them made Xera of Tuma on Eretz Amim and on Klis Chuches. We'll see more about them when we get there. Um, that's in today's daf. And then Shimon ben Shetach, who's a generation later, he was metaking aksuba for a woman. Okay, we'll see what what exactly he established. Something there was a concept of tsuva, but he sort of modified it, and he also made tuma on metal uh, on metal vessels. And Shammai and Hillel made a, made a din tuma on the hands. So it's Shammai and Hillel themselves, not their students, who established that. So the Gemara explains that. Um, um, so maybe you'll say it's Shammai and his Talmidim and Hillel and his Talmidim. So the Gemara says, no, the 18 enactments were were Xera, uh, and they were actually arguing on those 18. And Hillel and Shammai did not argue on 18 things. They only argued in three places and in the, to- in the entire, um, there are only three machloks in between Hillel and Shammai altogether. So this can't be part of the list of what they disputed because it's on the list of 18. And it obviously is not Hillel and Shammai talking. It must be later. Um, and um, now maybe you'll say that they made the Xera that it's not high, that it's only a suffix tummy, meaning that you wouldn't be allowed to eat the truma, but it's not actually tummy that you should burn it. And the Tamid made the Xera that it should be burnt. Problem is, Ilfa explains that this original Tumas Yadayim was initially established that the truma that's touched by hands that weren't washed needs to be burnt. So the Gemara explains, and this is I guess where we left off yesterday, is that the Xera of Hillel and Shammai was uh, enacted, but it never made it. Sort of nobody accepted it, and it was not accepted. Came along the Talmidim, and they made the Xera, and then it became accepted. On that, the Gemara asks, is that, wait a second, I thought we got this from Shlomo Melech, because it says that Shlomo Melech um, um, established Erevin and Etilis Yadayim. And a heavenly voice came out and said that was a very helpful thing that he established. Chacham Bini, Samach Libi. Anyway, so the bottom line is, and this is where we left off yesterday, that Shlomo was made Xerah for Kachin. 
and what came along the Ha'ilol and Shamei, and it was and it wasn't accepted, and then the Tamidilol and Shamei, and then it was accepted, and they made Xera even to extend it to Truma, not just Kachim, and that is where we left off, and that will bring us to today's daf. I'm just gonna.